Hey everyone, I know it's been a long time, but Daddy's Podcast is starting right now. Welcome back to the Lessons for Success show. I'm your host, Adam Wardlaw, middle school science teacher and high school football coach here in the great state of South Carolina. I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far, and I know we have a great episode lined up ahead of you. I just want to thank everyone who's been tuning into the episode so far. Hopefully, you've been able to get something out of it and some valuable insight from some of the guests we've been able to have on the show. Remember, new episodes come out every Sunday, and the show is available on everywhere that podcasts can be found including Spotify and Apple Podcast. Keep up with the show on social media at L4S Show. That's the number four. Or use the hashtag L4S Show. Again, that's the number four. You can also download and send in messages to the show by using the Anchor app. Feel free to send any questions or comments related to the show, and it could be featured in future episodes of the podcast. Daddy, who are you talking to? Michelle Gomez is a career coach from California who takes pride in helping women achieve success in their corporate careers. She's the author of Own Your Brilliance, and at the end of this episode, she shares a code you can use for a free download of her book. In this lesson for success, Michelle Gomez shares how she helps her clients achieve a healthy balance between their professional and personal lives. You can follow Michelle on Instagram at mgsuccesscoach. Enjoy. My name is Michelle Gomez, most commonly known as the Latina Career Coach. I'm an accomplished corporate sales professional with over two decades riding the waves of the corporate structure as a first-generation Latina American. I'm the first in my family to graduate from college. I've earned a bachelor's degree in business management and a master's degree in business administration. I've also achieved a certification in broadcast journalism. Throughout my career, I've been an advocate for women in the workforce, leading the charge in speaking forums, business articles, network events, networking events, and I've pers- personally mentored and coached dozens of men and women toward achieving their academic and career goals. My specialty is in resume reviews, mock interviews, focus on presentation, negotiation, and a healthy work-life balance. I, am a, I tend to work with people on how to develop them as strong candidates for the career or roles that they desire. And I do all of this through my social media presence, my online courses, my one-to-one coaching, and my speaking engagements. My name is Michelle Gomez, and I am the Latina Career Coach. You know, something you've mentioned about, uh, you know, that work-life balance. Yeah, I feel like that's something that a lot of people um, get down uh, in the gutter about, and, uh, you know, they might not necessarily recognize that that's what's happening to them. You know, do you have, I guess my first question is how can people identify if that's what they're going through? Um, you know, some people might just chalk it up to just fatigue or tired from doing the job or whatever. Um, but they might not necessarily recognize that they are getting themselves burnt out and hurting their performance. How do people usually identify, um, that they're going through that problem? From my experience in working with clients, usually a key indicator is if a large percentage of your identity is in your work. So if you find your, that your um, sense of empowerment, your confidence, your worth is in your career and what you can do as for a specific amount of time during the day working for an organization, 
and that is where you get your sense of self, then there's a possibility that you're going to experience burnout because it's sort of like, it's sort of like a high, right? You, you're the first one in, you're the last one out, you're answering your phone after hours, all hours of the night, you're logged on on the weekends, Sunday evenings are spent, you know, with the laptop on the kitchen table, catching up on emails. All you do is talk about work. All you do is think about work. Um, there's very little compartmentalization happening between your professional life and your personal life. Um, the way I explained it when I experienced it was that 80% of my identity was in my career and 20% was left to be sparingly shared amongst the people I loved, like my husband and my children, my mom, my, my siblings and friends. And uh, at none of that 20% was spent on taking care of myself. And so, um, and, and burnout is something that is cognitively going to reflect in your health because our bodies are innate truth tellers. And so even though we might say with our mouths, like, I'm fine, I'm not tired, I'm, I'm excited, I'm, I'm eager to be here, like, no, I can handle it, it's okay, your body will be able to tell you if that's really true. So uh, with most burnouts, they experience and very strong anxiety, lack of sleep, um, and a lot of numbing tactics to try to get through those difficult moments. And that's, this is why the probability of people experiencing career stress deal with things like alcoholism and drug abuse in an effort to cope. And so if those are things that resonate with you, if you're starting to see like, wow, all I do is think about work, all I do is talk about work, and work is where my ego and my, and my confidence and my worth, sense of self-worth is found, um, and you have to tap into that every day by working yourself crazy to prove that, um, then you might be breaking up on the burnout, the burnout spectrum. Uh, you know, and... And so that next step, you know, after somebody were to recognize that maybe they're going through this, um, you know, what's kind of that next step that you, you get people to go through in order to start to remedy that problem? Um, well, there's two different ways that I've, I've approached the matter with clients. We either have a difficult discussion with the bosses if they want to stay at their job, because a lot of people love their jobs. They don't necessarily want to leave, but they don't know how to stop this train. If their managers are used to them putting in 67 hours a week and used to them being available on vacations and on weekends, there, there's this fear of how are they gonna take if I'm now asking to have some boundaries, you know, and to take better care of myself, how is that conversation gonna go over? And so I help them develop a clarity about what they want their day-to-day -to, -day to look like What's it going to take to delegate certain things in their workspace as well as their personal life? And create a work-life dynamic that works for them. Everyone has a different pairing of needs, you know, and a lot of us have family obligations, things like children in sports or in cheer or, you know, maybe you're very involved at your church or, you know, things like that. And or maybe you're going back to school at the moment. So whatever it is that your personal life requires of you that you want to actually spend time doing and it makes you happy, then it's important to develop clarity on what you want your day-to-day -to, -day to look like. And then we develop a strategy for discussing the matter with superiors so that um, it's a win-win on both. They understand that if this employee shows up 
and has boundaries and they have a set schedule and they are not going to be harpooned for not answering an email at 7am on a Saturday, you know, that, that they can then find more freedom to take a step back and allow themselves times to actually have a life. So you can definitely do it that one way. The second way is if you are just, this isn't going to work. This is the company culture here. They're expecting people to be available and connected 24 seven. It's just, it's not going to go over well. If you already know this and maybe it's time for a change. And so then I would put them through my eight week course on how to get clear, how to get positioned and get hired. But now you get, when you move into a new role or transition into a different company, there's a different set of parameters that you can set forth during the interview process so that people understand what you're looking for. And you can start to determine which companies would be a better fit for your life now. Not the, not the super overachieving, overworking self. Now this is the more balanced, centered, healthy self. And you know, it's, you know, you mentioned that people might be going through a different phase in their life where they might have young kids or kids who are involved in a lot of these extracurriculars or uh, maybe they're working on a different degree. Um, and so, you know, if, if there are these different phases, um, you know, do you have any suggestions for people who are nervous about kind of going through this process because maybe they think that, Oh, if I can just get to this point that it'll all be okay. Or do you feel like you see a lot of people who, um, they just continue wearing themselves down, even when they might get through whatever particular phase they're in. Is it a, is it an issue that, um, you know, me personally, I'm working on my master's degree right now. And so I might be feeling like I'm swamped, but, uh, you know, who's to say that, or I keep, I keep telling myself all the time that uh, if I can just get to graduation day then you know, the rest of the career will be fantastic and won't always yep. be bogged down. Um, but yeah, I guess that's something I worry about, you know, am I going to get done with this degree and then it's just going to be this next thing that I find myself um, focusing way too much time on. Do you kind of have some insight on that? Yeah. I mean, that has a lot to do with imposter syndrome, which is an area of expertise that I, that's my, what my book is about. Um, you are, you have this sort of expert always, always going, you're like a gold star junkie, right? You're like, okay, I got to keep achieving and keep achieving. And it could be very exhausting to, to have that um, expectation on yourself. But um, aside from the imposter syndrome stuff, I think definitely understanding that, yeah, this is just a temporary moment. You're working on your master's degree, right? And so, of course, it's going to be late nights studying, term papers, uh, things like that, maybe some weekend time that is you know, not going to be spent at the bowling alley with some friends or at a concert with your, with your significant other. But it's like, no, I got to stick around and I got to get this homework taken care of, right? Um, for those instances, I think it's important to understand your obligations and how you're spending your time. Because one of the things that a lot of people do who are very goal oriented and very ambitious and those gold star junkies, like we tend to be, I'm one of them too. Hi, I'm Michelle, gold star junkie. Um, I think it's really important to look at how you like to spend your time because at least if you're, you're sacrificing some of your time to your academic obligations it's still important to reserve time and doing the things that fulfill your soul. So if it's reading or if it's jogging or if it's walking the dog or taking a nap or going to the gym, spending time with your kids, doing something fun, date nights, whatever it is that you like that you can just spend hours doing, 
you just lose track of time doing because it's that enjoyable for you, it's important to prioritize that. And so in order to keep up with your current obligations for this temporary situation, like a master's degree, still work full time, and yet still carve out time to do things that you love doing, delegate. Delegation is huge. I mean, just like at, at, at companies, right? The CEO can be CEO because he's delegating tasks to people so that he's not doing it all or she's not doing it. She's not answering every email. She's not picking up every phone call. There's people delegated and put in place to do those things. So if you need to delegate some things at home, just like you would at work, do so without judge self-judgment, you know, if it, and it could be something simple like hiring someone to mow the lawn or having groceries delivered to the house. It, it could be simple things, but you're like, oh gosh, or even cleaning your house, outsourcing that. If we can make that work, would you rather spend an hour and a half cleaning the house or would you rather spend that hour and a half reading a good book or going to the gym or taking your kids to the park? Whatever it is, I think, especially in those moments like a temporary obligation, like your, like a master's degree, or even if your kids are in season and if their current sport or their current um, extracurricular activity, it's important. You still only have, you know, 24 hours in a day. So delegate things to ease stuff off of your plate. You know, it's um, that imposter syndrome. That's something that, you know, especially as you kept talking, it's kind of something that kept resonating with me and something that, um, you know, I feel like I see a lot on a daily basis with, um, you know, certain students or certain players that I coach. Um, and yet it popped in my head. Do you feel like um, there's more of this nowadays because of the prominence of social media um, and especially like the generation that I'm teaching and coaching um, who are, are, they're on social media all the time and they're seeing all these people winning awards or achieving certain goals or, you know, you name it. Do you think it um, contributes to them feeling like they need to be doing um, some of the same things and it's kind of like a vicious cycle? It certainly adds to that comparative nature of, of, of human beings, right? I mean, imposter syndrome is experienced by over 70% of the population um, and it makes it difficult for you to internalize your success. So even if you, if you are highly goal-oriented and you're doing really, really well in your own regard, it's difficult to really appreciate it because all you're doing is considering yourself some sort of a fake or a phony and you're, you're not really a real deal. And before all you had to see, all you had to do is look around your office or your family dynamic to see what the real deals are, right? Who the poster child was and compare yourself that way. But now you're comparing yourself to people you don't even know, you know, people you don't even see. And everyone's looking at social media as a measure of how they're accepted. I mean, the amount of likes that you get, the amount of comments you get on your photo, you know, the, the feedback or the trolling that happens. It's, it's now more vicious than ever. I think it's very unfortunate that this is, this is the way that social media is impacting people. It seems like we, it's, it's sort of like a drug. Um, but yes, to, I agree with you. I think if you're an imposter syndrome struggler, you're already feeling invaluable, like you're not valuable or you're not worthy or you don't have, you're not ahead of the game or you're not doing good enough then yeah, if you're looking at social media and you're following all these people that are doing a really good job about portraying how wonderful they're doing, then yeah, you could 
definitely feel a sense of inadequacy. You know, you mentioned that it was kind of the basis that your book was on. You know, I'm, I'm kind of interested to hear more about um, your experiences with developing the book and maybe some of the big takeaways that you learned when you were kind of going through that process of, of creating that work. Well, I've always been a, I've always been a reader. I love books, love, love, love books. Um, I probably read a book a month and, you know, I've fallen in love with authors and have just a deep respect for their body of work. So I always knew I wanted to become an author. And I've also been inclined to teaching and writing for a very long time. Um, through my vocal coaching at the Academy of Radio and Television and just my, my structure of creating content in the corporate environment, I've been blessed with these gifts of being able to articulate myself, whether verbally or on paper. And so after working through my corporate burnout phase and achieving a career that allowed me to be balanced and healthy and that I could stand in my role and really be okay with how brilliant I was and not needing validation, not needing to compare myself with anyone, it, it really opened up my eyes to the steps that I took, maybe not being so common. And maybe people like, and for me, it was like, okay, do this, do that, do this, do that, and you'll you'll get there. And I went through a three-year journey in doing that. Then I, I thought, okay, I can't keep my hands. I can't sit on my hands. I got to write this. I got to put this out into the world and share, and maybe it'll help someone, especially when I started really diving into why I thought the way that I thought about myself, because I was I'm a very ambitious person. I'm very driven. So I was like, okay, it's not, it's not depression. You know, study depression. I'm like, okay, let me look at depression. Depression has certain traits and personality types and behaviors that didn't resonate with my experience. I'm like, okay, it's not, and it's not low self-esteem. So I'm like, okay, yeah. I mean, of course I struggle with low self-esteem and, in, in life, you know, because I'm, you know, I'm a girl and I'm Latina and, you know, society has a great way of making me feel sometimes like I don't belong. But I, I, I just knew there was something else. And so it wasn't until I read Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg in 2013 that I got the terminology that I was looking for. Imposter syndrome. Okay, that, ma- that makes more sense. So I started researching that. And it, it felt a little, a much closer to my experience. I said, okay, great. Yeah, I'm pushing myself a lot. I'm burning myself out here. You know, I'm burning, I'm burning, I'm burning both sides of the, of the thread here. And who's winning? <laughs> I couldn't feel like, I couldn't understand who's winning, you know? So um, I decided then to put my story in a book and outline steps that I took and created a self-help book called Own Your Brilliance, Overcome Imposter Syndrome for Career Success. And it's helped so many other people get clarity on what they can do to just elevate their career to a place where they are thriving both personally, not just professionally, but personally, mentally, spiritually, um, so that they can show up as their best selves in any area of life. That's awesome. You know, you mentioned before we started recording that you started up or you're starting up um, some courses coming up here soon. Um, You know, how much did that experience kind of shape how you're kind of developing these courses and what they're about? Um, You know, if you wanted to kind of describe for the audience, you know, the courses you're starting up and kind of what 
Um, anyone who signed up for them would be going through. I think they there's definitely a lot of people out there who might benefit from that. Sure. So previously I was just doing one-to-one -one coaching. Um, and while I enjoy doing that, it does, it, it does limit my accessibility to people because, you know, I am one person. <laughs> so uh, I thought a, one, a course would make me available to a bigger audience. And so I developed an eight-week online career coaching course called The Career Catalyst. Get clear, get positioned, and get hired. So, and this is for people that are ready for more, but they have no idea where to start. They're afraid of rejection. They're applying for jobs and not getting hired, not getting any callbacks for interviews. Maybe they have a, a fear of change, but uh, they also fear being stuck in a job that they're unhappy in. And I've even focused this program for people who kind of don't like the pressure of applying for jobs and the whole interview process because of the anxiety that it brings forth. So it's an eight-week online course that includes workbooks, uh, bonus trainings, methods, and strategy for elevating your career, as well as online community support and um, weekly calls for the, for, to answer any questions along the way. But this course, the enrollment is opened as of today, and we're closing at June 7th. The course will not be offered all year long. It'll be offered only a few times a year. But it's an eight-week course, and we start June 10th. So if any one of your listeners would like to secure one of their spots on this course, um, I'd be happy to work with them. Yeah, that brings me kind of my next point. I appreciate your time this afternoon. Um, you know, if anybody out there wants to get in touch with you after listening to this, um, you know, whether it's uh, an email, a, a social media handle, um, what are what are some of the best ways to get in contact with you? Definitely, you can find me on Instagram at mg, like my initials, Michelle Gomez, mg success coach, mg success coach, all one word. You can find me there, or you can find me on my website, which is www.michelle, m i c h e l l e, middle initial m for Martha, last name Gomez, g o m e z dot com. You can find me there. You can get access to my blog content, any other information you have uh, that you'd like to get on my book. You can even get a free download uh, copy of the book if you for you ebook readers. Um, but the book is also available on Amazon for paperback. Like I like paperback, so I, it's available there too. Daddy, what have we learned this week? I learned a ton from Michelle this week about what the process is like to figure out how people get themselves burned out in their professional and personal lives and how to mend those issues. Let's review this lesson for success. Michelle shared insight on imposter syndrome, a psychological term referring to a pattern of behavior where people doubt their accomplishments and have a persistent, often internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Michelle shared that people who are constantly seeking new accomplishments in search of validation may actually be suffering from imposter syndrome. This condition, while some would say creates a ton of overachievement, can actually create an unhealthy balance between someone's professional and personal life. It's always important to be aware of your workload and to never let seemingly important professional duties manifest into your personal time. This is a dangerous recipe for burnout. Interact with the show on Twitter and Instagram at L4S Show. That's the number four. You can mention us or you can use the hashtag L4S Show. Again, that's the number four. 
Episodes will also be placed on YouTube channel Lessons for Success Show. And now you can download the Anchor app in order to send messages directly into the show. These questions and messages can be featured on future episodes. So go ahead and download the Anchor app today. All of the episodes are available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or anywhere else where podcasts can be found. So be sure to like, subscribe, and rate. Thank you for listening to Lessons for Success. That's the end of our show. Thank you for listening.